Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Nosy AF Podcast, the podcast where you and I talk to people who are totally not like us and get into their business about why, who, what, and where of what's going on in their world. My name is Stephanie, and you and I are homies. And today's episode, by the way, episode 20, I'm excited about because a total throwback. So let me explain. Back in like 2013, let's say, I had this project that I started called So This One Guy. And the So This One Guy project is women sharing dating stories, okay? Super simple, funny dating stories. If you have a sense of humor about your relationship or date you went on, it was fair game to be a part of the So This One Guy project. Um, I had planned in the beginning to make the project multi- media so I had video and audio pieces to it and just being busy in a one-woman show I sort of scrapped the audio part and was just like I'm just gonna focus on making the video piece as great as I can and that's what I did and that's still a project that I have and I still get videos for it and all that kind of stuff but I was sort of having like a little mini mastermind with myself today about the project and where I wanted to go and like you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to pull up those interviews from back in the day and see what I have. So I thought it'd be fun to play one of them for you guys today. This is 2013 Stephanie being a podcaster. (laughs) And I'm interviewing my friend Michelle, who's this super fabulous corporate lady who we met. I don't know how the hell, do you guys ever wonder like how you meet people? We met through mutual friends, I believe, like through something social and just became uh, girlfriends since then. So she's super sweet because she participated in um, and allowing me to interview her for this project about her relationship. And uh, she's not even with this dude anymore. So it like it's 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 a throwback for real. And I just thought it'd be fun to play it. So give it a listen. Let me know what you think. I have an art exhibition opening this Saturday, the 29th at Boundary, which is in Beverly. I'll have all those details in the show notes at nosyaf.com. And yeah, let's get into this conversation with Michelle. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, we are here and I have one of my best girlfriends in the building, my sister, Michelle Johnson. Hey, girl, we have our um, mimosas, berry mimosas. I'm drinking my champagne regular, and we are here to talk about fellas. So, Michelle, what's going on? How's your day? My day is good. I am dressed to go see a fella later. Oh, yeah. Michelle has been in a relationship for how long with this man? Four and a half years. Okay. How'd you guys meet? We actually met in a funny way. We met, I was out with a friend um, celebrating her bachelorette party. And we had just come from dinner. We went and saw some play. And it was like late in the evening. And everybody was still, you know, some of us were tired. And some were like, I still want to stay out. And I was one of those people who really wanted to stay out. And so we went to the Wild Hair, which is um, one used to be one of my favorite places to go. Yes, um, I remember the and wild hair. the original wild hair, not the new one, but the original, right? You know, down the street from Wrigley. And so, you know, it was late, and we were like, "Hey, let's go over, let's hang out." So we, you know, we went in. It was probably about five of us, 
including the bride, and we're just hanging out, having a good time, and so I'm dancing. Now, you have to know that in my time before, it was, you know, previously when I would go to the, the Wild Hair, and I used to go with a good friend of mine named Chris Shuey, white girl, who I think was actually born in the wrong skin. Michelle is a beautiful African-American woman, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, just so y'all know. Chris, Chris <laughs> and I went to college together, and Chris is a white girl, grew up Irish, Catholic, uh, grew up in Beverly, um, and uh, I used to always joke that Chris was born in the wrong skin. She should have been a black girl. Yeah. She really should have. <laughs> I, I don't know what she did in another life that they put her in this body, but right. she should have been a black girl. Okay. So we used to always joke that every time we used to, we used to do this little shuffle whenever we went out. We would go to the wild hair. And then we'd go down to, I think the other one was the grill. Oh, uh, yeah, Exodus. Or- Ex- Exodus. Yeah, we Exodus. would go between the two. Mm-hmm. You get your hand stamped to go between right, the two. Right, right. But we used to always <laughs> joke. The last few years when, you know, eons ago, this is probably post-college, we would go. I used to always joke that whenever we went there, that um, that the, the, the black men, not even just the black men, the African men would just, or, or Jamaican men would just make a nosedive to Chris. It was so fun. I mean, it was just a running joke. And it wasn't like I was offended or anything like that. Right, right. No, it was just right. like, we used to just joke. I said, they're going to push me down and uh, to get they to you. <laughs> and, and and then the other thing, too, that was kind of the running joke is that when you would go, and this had happened to me before, it's like, you meet a guy and you're talking to him at the bar. Now, for some reason, African men were always drawn to me. And so you, know, you come up, you have a conversation, you let them buy a drink. And the next thing you know, like, dude is like joined at the hip with me all night. And I'm like, um, we're not married. Okay. It was a drink. It wasn't a, a ring, <laughs> you know? Right. And it was just, what is that? Right. Go ahead. So, yeah, you know, guy buys you a drink. He's joined at the hip with you all night, and it was just kind of weird. You know, I'm like, um, it was a drink. It wasn't a marriage proposal. Like, nice talking to you, but, you know, I want to go and hang out the rest of the night. It was just like they were stalkerish. And I'm not, you know, generalizing Nigerian men, but it, or not even, not even Nigerian men, African men. But it, it was just the running joke that that was always my experience, that I'm going to go to the wild hair and some man's going to stalk me all night. So fast forward to me being there with my girlfriends, and I see this guy kind of come up. We're all dancing in a circle together, and this guy comes, and, you know, he's dancing close to me. And I'm just kind of, like, looking over, like, mm, okay, whatever. And and at this point, I had wasn't dating anyone, had been out of a long-term relationship for a while, and just was really feeling kind of like, you know, because I was living up in the suburbs and kind of away from the city. It wasn't meeting people. So at that point in my life, I was just like, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he's you know, this nice looking guy and everything comes up and he's dancing. But he's dancing a little too close to me. And I'm like, <laughs> I stuck my hand out and I was like, um, I don't know you like that. Okay. And my girlfriend, Jennifer, was just like, why are you being so mean? And I was just like, I'm just not, you know, I'm not looking for that. I'm here to have a good time with you all. We're celebrating the fact that you're getting married in a couple of weeks. Woo-woo. You know, I'm, I'm not here to meet anybody. And besides, every time I meet somebody here, it's just weird. And so then, he, you know, asked me, could he take me, buy me a drink? And I was like, oh, shit. And then I, did, I didn't really get to hear his voice. So when he started talking and I hear this accent, I'm like, oh, crap. And I was like, what part of Africa are you from? Okay, African man beware. And he was like, how do you know I'm from Africa? Like, I knew. 
from my own experience. And um, I had a very good friend when I lived in St. Louis named Eddie, who was from Ghana. So Eddie was just like my African guru could point it all out. And so he said, well, where do you think I'm from? And I said, well, you could be either from Ghana or from Nigeria. Now, you know, Africans get very tribal. (laughs) And so, you know, you don't tell uh, someone from Ghana that they're from uh, Nigeria. They get real territorial about that kind of stuff. And he's like, well, I'm Nigerian. I was like, okay, great. And so, you know, we just continued on the night talking and he's trying to get to know me. And I'm just like very like, "Mm, you know, whatever, fine. And my girlfriend is just giving me shit all night. She's like, why are you being so mean? He seems like a nice guy. And I'm like, everybody seems nice. You know, I just was not having it. And he was just persistent. I will give him credit. It, it, it's like we tell people to this day, if anyone asks us how we met, it is the funniest story because he will tell you she was so mean. She was just not, I mean, he he had to pursue me because I just wasn't, just given where I was, I just wasn't having it. And then when I... um you know, we ended the night. He asked for my phone number. I gave it to him fine. And so I had to drop my friend Jennifer off. She lives on my way home and I, she's in Highland Park and I'm further up. So I was oh. like, I'll take her home. Okay. And I didn't realize until I got home, didn't he actually didn't even notice till the next day that he had actually called to see if I got home. Okay. Which oh. I thought was kind of nice. That was nice. Kind of sweet. Really nice. I'm like, really nice. Like who does that? Right. Yeah, for sure. And, and then you know, me still being what I was. I mean, I didn't notice to the next day. Okay. (laughs) And then I was like, Oh, that's nice. He did that. So like a a day later, did you leave a voicemail? Like he did. He did. And then a day later I sent him a text and was just like, Hey, I, I, sorry, I just got your message. Thanks for checking on me. Got home fine. Blah, 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 blah. And he sent me a note and said, Hey, I'd, I'd like to see you. So I commenced to going back and forth with over text with him which he does not like. And he, at one point in the, the exchange, he was like, "Do you can you talk? <laughs> because I was just, you know, texting him back and forth. I mean, I was, I, and so I finally got on the phone and we talked and then we went on a date like a week later and, and then that's the rest. Hey, cool. Four years later, y'all. Four yeah. and a half years later. Four and a half years later, yeah. Y'all still. Still. Some days are challenging, but... But yeah, it, it's the funniest thing. The, the person who I gave the most grief and shit to that I'm still with. Yeah. It's kind of weird, kind of funny. Right. So then, because you had taken a break before him. Yeah, before that. So then, like, I wasn't, what, yeah. what made the break happen? Like, I think because, well, one, I, um, I had moved back to Chicago in late 2003. Yeah, Because yeah. my grandmother was really sick. And so during that time, I mean, I wasn't really thinking about anybody. I think an ex-boyfriend of mine had actually come back into my life. And I think at that point, even though I would not want to be with him, I think because of my emotional state, mm. I was just needy and he was there yeah. and, it, and it was fine. But, you know, after my grandmother passed away and mm. you get past the sorrow and the grief and I'm like, I don't want to be with him. Yeah. <laughs> This ain't going nowhere. It wasn't going nowhere before. It was, you know, it was grief. It was, you know, I was needy. And I recognized it for that. I said, you know, it is what it is. I need somebody right now. And he's making himself available. But he was never really that kind of person. Right. So, you know, so, you know, between that and then, you know, started a new job. I'm way up in the suburbs. I'm not able to 
you know, be in the city. I wasn't socializing the way I used to. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you, you get older. You don't want to, in your 20s, you may have been cool with meeting people in clubs, which is the other thing about me and my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, great, cliche. I meet a guy in a club. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, And that's not that that's a bad thing. Clearly right. it's not, but... You always just think, you know, people are just it's tr- that that's that 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 kind of meeting is transitional, right. that it's not going to be anything long standing. But I mean, but every anything can happen. So totally. But at that point, I just I wasn't really feeling anybody. And I just, you know, and I was just like, I'm up here in the burbs. There ain't nobody up here. You know, I don't you know, I have to I, I thought about online dating and tried it. Okay, you um, tried that. Okay. I, I, yeah, I remember signing up for, um, oh, what's the one? E-Harmony. E-Harmony. Okay. I signed up I've for E-Harmony. I've done E-Harmony before, never again. And, you know, because <laughs> it, it seemed like it was, you know, the more thoughtful one and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, I just, I, I never made any real live connections. There were like, you know, exchanges back and forth with people, but nothing ever materialized but I, I so I can't I don't know if it's fair to say I really tried online dating I I did put myself you out tried, there you tried, but yeah. I just didn't I don't know it was and I was always suspicious I think because you always go into that like you know are the, is the person representing themselves to be who they are I know people who've met husbands and been married for years with it yeah. so again it with anything it's it's all about what you put into it and and sometimes it does work out and for some people it totally sucks Totally. One of my uh, real close girlfriends met her uh, husband on Craigslist. <laughs> so it can happen. You know, it can happen. Anything's possible. So. It, anything is possible. For anything sure. is possible. For sure. Well, so thank you. So, like, what's your tips? You think four and a half years in? I don't do know. I don't know that I'm sexy. even an expert on any of it because I've dated <laughs> all kinds. I dated. I, there was one guy I dated who. My relationship with him reminded me of the relationship that my mother and my father had, which mm. is not good. Mm. But I saw so many similarities in, in the demeanor, and, and, and it was just so funny. It was so ill-fated. He, he was a seemingly sweet guy. I don't think he really had his shit together. Yeah. I mean, he was living in this crappy rented house. And he was like totally fine with it. And I just remember the first time, like he, a friend of a friend, a mutual friend of ours set us up. We met at a barbecue for I think her husband's birthday or something. And you know he's an electrical engineer for a company, and you know seemingly, you know, good on paper. He's attractive, all that kind of stuff. And you know when I sat and talked with him, he seemed pretty, you know, a little, little on the shy side, seemed a little awkward goofy but you know whatever and um i ended up dating him for about two years but i started to notice into the relationship that the similarities like i I mean i am my mother's child we're sagittarians we we speak our mind um it it just comes out you know we say what we say and i think i'm pretty I'd say aggressive in the sense that when I want something, you know, I'm pretty articulate about it. At least I've gotten much better about that. And he was just kind of more laid back. I used to, it's so awful to say this, but I used to just say he was a bit of an idiot savant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really smart. 
in some aspects of his life and woefully stupid in others. And, and I just could never reconcile that for very long. And, and then what started to bother me about him too, is that he used to get high a lot and I don't judge. I mean, you know, I've, I've been known to do that from time to time, but, but when you see someone doing it like in the morning before they go to work and, and, and it just, I started to question like, what, happening there like what aren't you comfortable with about like i mean if that's what you like that's what you like but i don't think it's very smart or responsible yeah it just seemed like it was bordering on something more he wasn't he didn't do anything harder than that but it just seemed like it was bordering on Mm. like Mm. something wasn't there and and then he would sneak and hide and do it away from me oh that's so when to me i'm like (laughs) hey if that's what you're doing you're big and bold you do it yeah but when you gotta go sneak off you have a house yeah yeah you got a parents like you you have to run you're come in my bathroom go light up and think i can't (laughs) smell it like oh wow come on dude i mean it, it was just it was just so bizarre but you know he had really sweet tendencies but at the end of the day i i felt like this was not someone I could see myself with long term. Yeah. And God, he was ridiculously cheap too. Oh my God, he was so cheap. But was he attractive? He was you know what? He was a nice looking yeah. guy. He really he he was a he was easy on the Some eyes. Going, come on. No, yeah. he was easy on the eyes. He was my kind of tall. Yeah. Um you know, nothing wrong i mean i think if anyone saw him walking towards him them or saw him sitting in the library or at starbucks you 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 would you would find him attractive right he's definitely attractive but just after i started to peel back the layers of him it just wasn't just like eh. it wasn't what you wanted it, it just it, i i couldn't imagine myself with him long term it yeah. just what it just wouldn't have been it just right. wouldn't have worked so um, but you know, it's funny when I was in St. Louis, I didn't date a lot. And, and that's just cause St. Louis is a bit of a weird city and that's very cliquish. Yeah. And I don't remember meeting, I mean, I, I remember meeting, but I didn't date a lot of people. I ended up meeting a really good group of friends and like, we all just hung, like that was my family. We all hung out together. But aside from the guy that I dated, there was probably one one or two other people that I just saw, you know, went out, had a casual dinner with or whatever, but never dated anyone the whole time I was there. Just, I always felt like when I was in St. Louis, I didn't fit in mm-hmm. to some degree because there was a whole host of other things there. You're too jazzy. It's just, St. Louis is a very clicky city. I mean, mm-hmm. literally people still do that. What high school did you go to? So yeah. they can, it's, it's a way of figuring out who you are. Mm-hmm. your class your status and all that and it was it was practically <laughs> bullet you know the dart on my head that i was not from there right um and you know sometimes people don't know what to do with you yeah they don't know where you're from right. so but yeah whatever it was cool but um no i think my dating life is i mean i've had i could think of the worst dates i could think of the funniest day. I, one of my funniest date stories is a guy that this was when I was in my twenties. I was still living in Chicago, and I went to some. I think I was still in college, last year of college, and I met this guy at some club, house club or something. I was home over the break, met him, whatever, and he wanted to take me to a movie, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So then he 
okay, I'm waiting on him, waiting on him. And then he calls and says, okay, I'm on my way. Cause he lived all the way on the South side. I lived downtown mm-hmm. and he comes and he's like, yeah, I had a problem. He's like, could I, could I borrow some money? And I'm just like, okay, I just met you. I right. don't know you. And you're asking me to borrow money. He actually asked me for money, borrow money to How take me money on the it? date. How much money was it? It was to take me on the date. Did it, he say that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> He, we were going to a movie. I can't even remember what movie it was. But, yeah, he wanted to borrow money from me to take me out. And I was like, why don't we just go Dutch? Right. It'd be so much easier, don't you think? But he needs money to go Dutch. But he, he I, I mean, I was just like, did, did he not realize how? And it wasn't like I was expecting him to pay for me, by the way. I mean, yeah, he did ask me out on a date, but you know, I don't know about most girls. Your mothers always tell you to be prepared with your own money. Yeah, and I remember in Tyra Banks' book, one time she said that like her dating tips were to always meet the guy there and always have your own money. You should. You never yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's great advice. It's true. My and, father tells me the same. And so I was totally perceptive. Why don't we just go Dutch? But it's like after that, I couldn't look at him straight in the eye. I'm like, you really going to ask me to borrow money to take me on? <laughs> I'm spending my money on me, idiot. I, let's just go. Where did he want to go on the date that you were about to pay for? Where I mean, we were go? going to a movie, I, and, and with that in mind, I was like, we don't have to go eat or anything. It's fine. Right. <laughs> it's like now you tapping into my personal yeah, yeah. It, it, but it's it was just all kinds of awkward. But um, you know, I get it. it, it, it was just funny. I, I think about that, and I'm like, that's real nerve. Yeah, but that's crazy. I don't know, like. It's funny. It, I think it's tougher for women to date now, especially when you're older. You know, most of my sing- my girlfriends, my you know my age, younger, they're single. Some of them have had children as single mothers. Mm-hmm. Some of them were married and divorced, and and some of them I just don't quite understand. Like successful women who have their shit together. Now, these are my friends. I've never dated them. As far as I know, they're not crazy in a relationship. <laughs> right. So I, I can only take that so right, far. For sure. But to me, it seems harder because the dating pool, I mean, if you're, if you're wanting to date a black man, it's competitive. Especially if you have all your criteria. Now, strip all that away. If you're willing to just date a person for who they are and not what they have and all that, because some people are into that. But if you're just willing to date a person for what they have, I mean, if he's just basic, if he's got a good job, some good benefits, you don't have a whole lot of kids, he takes care of his business. Because at this point, you know, at, at this age, it's going to be very hard to find somebody who doesn't have kids. So, like, I used to think about all my, my kind of my criteria in my 20s. I never wanted to date anybody with kids because I just thought that was drama. Yeah. Baby mama crap and unresolved stuff because that was always the case too. I never wanted to date anybody with kids, um, but you know, there's all these things that you want, and then you start getting older and realize, okay, is it just good that I just have somebody who's decent, uh, God fearing, right? Takes care of business, is responsible, and has his teeth. Okay, that's a big thing. Please there you have go. Your teeth, or have some there somebody's you teeth in your right. mouth. You know, has good good hygiene. For sure. Like, if you've got that much going. Totally. Then then that's it. But, you know, I think it's, it's harder because I don't know that sometimes you're willing to put, people are willing to put the energy into getting to know someone. Right. And sometimes, you know, usually you, the, the rule is that you usually get to know a person in the first three months. Like, the first couple of months, it's that representative, it's the back and forth. 
all that. But when you start getting into like 90, and I, I'm not quoting the Steve Harvey thing, but usually that like after 90 days, you start getting into the, oh, oh, that's what you do. Right. People start letting their guard down and you start to see more of them. And then you have to decide. Is this something I want to deal with? Is this, you know, a lot of time women, we want to fix. We want to try to fix what's wrong. And I don't know that that's necessarily our job. I mean, especially when you get to a certain age, it is what it is. Like, whoever you're looking at is pretty much who they are at this point. And they're probably not changing. So you have to figure out, I mean, there are probably things I would love to change about my boyfriend. But there are things about him that are so wonderful Mm -hmm. that, that make him who he are, his stubbornness. Yeah. There are days when I could just hit him with a brick. <laughs> and then there are days that I love that stubbornness about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depends on where, you know, when it presents itself. Right. But, you know, you just, I think people just have, I think we as black women have to continue to stay open. I know we all want to date black men, but I think women need to expand because, mm. You should just find somebody that makes you happy. Project Swirl. <laughs> you should find somebody that makes you happy, no matter what package it comes in. That's ultimately what it's about. Find somebody who you can put up with and who can put up with you. Yeah. That's it. And on that note, that was awesome. Okay, so thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. I love you. Cheers. Cheers. Because yes. we are drinking. Yes, we, we are. are okay, cool. So... That was Michelle.